Hey, what is going on guys, it's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring down the 10 game NBA Mates on Wednesday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload an Apple podcast. I have a link in the description below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you guys are interested in signing up for premium content, offer that on patreon.com. A couple different packages. I have an esports package and an NBA package also linked down below. And then finally, I want to thank Underdog Fantasy for sponsoring this show. If you guys are not familiar with Underdog, or maybe this is your first time watching these videos, uh, what, do they have to, what do they have to offer? Well, they have um, daily fantasy uh, snake drafts as well as season-long best ball. So they have best ball already, I think, for NFL and NBA. Uh, after you guys sign up uh, and make your first deposit, you can use the code DKDFS, uh, and they will give you a money-back guarantee up to a hundred dollars and then finally i just want to thank you guys again for the continued support on the videos on twitter on the live streams really greatly appreciated if you guys do enjoy this content if you leave a like button on the video subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit the notification bell so you know to upload videos you know on the live as always i will be doing a youtube live stream before lock to go over everything answer all your guys questions so make sure to check out the live stream and let's aim for 200 likes on this video uh but yeah with that out of the way let's jump into it so before we talk about players and the prices for this 10-game slate, let's look back my lineup here from uh, Tuesday. So Tuesday, I took a little bit of a contrarian approach, uh, and we can go over my lineup real quick. So went with uh, Damian Lillard, Rodney Hood, Eric Pascal, Draymond Green, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Westbrook, Bazemore, and Cantor. So I took the complete stars and scrubs uh, approach. So I talked about this. You know, I, I kind of hinted at it in the YouTube live stream. I talked about it in depth in the Patreon live stream that optimal build was for me what i thought the optimal build was westbrook vucevic and either sabonis or one of the clipper stars um now i i told everyone in the patreon i was going suboptimal right i was trying to get a little bit contrarian playing in over i thought overpriced damian lillard um i remember someone someone told me he was gonna be like 30 percent owned in the live stream i was like i don't think so yeah nine percent so um yeah i took a little bit of suboptimal approach but um you know, again, I'm willing to take risks. I'm willing to take a risk or that with Damian Lillard, even though he's over, even though he's a little bit overpriced in my opinion. I thought he could still get there. Uh, you know, finished with 49 wasn't terrible. Rodney Hood for value was already right at 22. Yeah, Pascal here is the chalk, 65% uh, owned, just checked in, so he hasn't done much uh, yet. Draymond Green, uh, 10 fancy points. Vucevic went for 51. Westbrook went for 50, triple double. Uh, I played Bazemore just because he was the only min price guy I thought was viable, and then Ennis Cantor had a nice game of 40 fancy points. I can get out of the way so you guys can see. But yeah, um, did not see Fred Van Fleet like hitting or shooting like 90% from, from 30. Went for over 50 real life points. So going to be hard for me to cash without Fred Van Fleet. I mean, I honestly still have a chance if like Draymond and Pascal and maybe even Bazemore can have a sneaky good game. Um, so yeah, that's really the look back guys for uh, tonight. And let's see if we can have a good night here for this Wednesday uh, 10 game slate. All right, so let's see. How many games do we have out right now? It's six of the uh, 10 games out. So Pacers and Bucks, it's a 232 over under. The Bucks are eight and a half point favorites. Mavs, Hawks, a 224 over under. The Mavs are one and a half point favorites. Rockets, Thunder, 221, 221 and a half over under. The Rockets are six and a half point favorites. Knicks and Bulls, a 216 over under. The Bulls are three point favorites. T-Wolves and Spurs, a 223 over under. The Spurs are eight point favorites. And Suns, Pelicans, 223 over under. The Suns are two point favorites. 
So we'll start off with Philly and Charlotte. So Philly looks like Joel Embiid full, is back in, in full strength at 10K. He's the guy I'm looking to, and that's it on the Philadelphia side. And I think he's a good spin up if you can get to him. You know, I played him the last time at super low ownership. We see he got ruled in after lock. I love getting two stars that I think are in good spots to get like are questionable and then get ruled in like way after lock just because I know they're going to be super low owned. Um, so that's why I pivoted to get Embiid into my lineup. Um, yeah, I think he's the guy I would look to for sure, Joel Embiid. Everyone else, I don't think I, on this 10-game slate, I'm just going to stay away from the from everyone else based on Philly. On the Charlotte side, so a couple pieces of news we have to go over. P.J. Washington's out, and Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier is questionable. If Terry Rozier is out, then I like LaMelo Ball at 7K. Got a little bit unlucky with some foul trouble there that last game, but I wouldn't mind going right back to the wall with him. Not really the best matchup, but he's the guy who can stuff the stat sheet. Should play mid-30s minutes, maybe even more, like maybe even high-30s minutes if he, if Rogier's out. So LaMelo's a guy I do like. I'll probably stay away from Hayward. No thank you on Graham. Cody Zeller's a guy I've been on, basically, the last four or five slates. He continues to, to get it done, continues to stuff the stat sheet. Now, I kind of have a rule of, like, I really don't like playing centers against Joel Embiid because the foul trouble concerns. There's been, you know, one or two games where he's gotten in some foul trouble, so it's like... Uh, and the price is slowly coming up. I still think he's in play, but I'm worried. I'm worried with him going up against Joel Embiid. Now, there's no P.J. Washington. He was playing, you know, pretty decent minutes, somewhere around 25 to 30-ish a game. Those minutes have to go somewhere. Curious to see what they do. Uh, they might move Miles Bridges in the starting lineup. If they do, he would be a viable value play. Malik Monk went absolutely off that last game. He went for uh, 36 real-life points. Got to be careful here. Um, you know, normally a guy that won't do a ton of the peripheral stats, and he had a really good shooting night, so... But I still think, like, if Terry Rozier is out, he probably comes off the bench. And I would say at least plays 20-ish minutes. So, yeah, he would be in play for value. Uh, and then that's probably it for me on the Charlotte side. Moving on to the Pacers and the Bucks. So, Sabonis, again, he was one of the, the optimal plays I mentioned. Now, again, with my lineup, I didn't get to him because um, I went a little bit contrarian with Damian Lillard. But, yeah, Sabonis went off. I, I, even though, again, I didn't play him, I was really happy about that just because I'm a huge DeMontis Sabonis fan. Uh, and the price went down. 8.3k so i don't i think he finished with close to 60 fancy points tonight and now he's priced at 8.3 i think he's a i think he's a really good play um i do i think he is about a thousand dollars too cheap so i do like sabonis you know match against milwaukee you know will he be on Giannis at times maybe a little bit it's so like maybe a little bit of foul trouble concerns i'm curious to see what they do with like defensively um but yeah sabonis is a guy that i do like i think he's underpriced Malcolm Brogdon in a revenge game narrative. You're into that. I think he's fine as well. He's gone for 40 plus in the last four games. So Sabonis and Brogdon, I think are solid options. Miles Turner had a nice five block game uh, tonight. He kind of needs one of those games to have the really big upside. So it's six, seven, just kind of a secondary play. And then, you know, the, the secondary options in the Pacers, I just don't think we have to go there in the slate with like Justin Holiday, McConnell, McDermott. Um, probably not going to do it. Jeremy Lamps price now up to five, seven. Mm, don't love that price. So it's it's really Sabonis and Brogdon for me. On the Milwaukee side, so Giannis entered to come out 11K. Uh, he was pretty chalky the last slate. Obviously, the game blew out. Um, if the game stays close, he should play, you know, over 35 minutes. So, yeah, he, he's in play for sure at the top. Middleton drew secondary plays for me. Bobby Portis got extended that last game because of the blowout, right? So if you think this game does not stay close, you can look to Bobby Portis. Other than that, though, I think he plays somewhere around like 15 to 20 minutes and at 5K don't really like that moving on to dallas and atlanta luka Doncic and chris tops Porzingis. i kind of like at the top i don't know if they're going to be very popular luka's gone what four or five straight games below 50 fantasy points four straight games below 50 fantasy points but this could be the one where he finally breaks out and goes for a huge game against this atlanta hawks defense that plays 
you know, is not a good defensive team. So I do like Luke at the top. I also mentioned Porzingis too for GPPs. He's been up and down a couple games. He's gotten some foul trouble, but like he's got 50 plus fans coming upside and he's at seven, five. So Porzingis and Luke are the guys I'm looking to there at the top. Josh Richardson mentioned really liking him for value that last slate at like, I think it was like 3% owned one for 40 fantasy points. Um, you know, he, yeah, sure. He had a good shooting game. 4-5, I think is I think he's in play because of the minutes, right? He's played 35 and 37 minutes. I expect mid-30s minutes in a close game. It is a good matchup. So, yeah, Jay Rich is viable. You can make the argument for DFS, too, who will play big minutes as well. And pretty low usage guy, but at least we know the minutes will be there. So, yeah, Jay Rich, DFS, I think are viable value plays. And the Atlanta side, it's Trey Young for me once again for GBPs. I continue to mention him as a good GBP play every slate. He usually goes low on. He's gone for, what, 50-plus in, like, I think eight straight games. Oh, sure, the matchup's not the best against Dallas. So, like, no, he's not a cash game play, but I do like Trey, again, for GPPs. Capella, a little bit overpriced. I'll pass on Collins. The Wings, even with uh, DeAndre Hunter out, I don't think I want to get to anyone. So, moving on to New York-Chicago. Well, we just saw this game uh, a couple days ago. The two guys I mentioned the New York side were Randall, or the three guys were Randall, Quickly, and Noel. And then the Chicago side, it was Thad Young. And that's who I like, again. So, mentioned Julius Randall would be low-owned, 39 minutes, 50 fancy points. It's a really good matchup. I like him again. Emmanuel quickly, again, viable for GBPs. Now, can you go there in cash games? I don't know if I trust it yet, but like the minutes are trending up 23, 25, 27, 30. And like I said, like this guy is an aggressive player when he's out there. It's a good matchup. I am fine taking a shot at him at GPPs. I am. Now, sure, like he's had a couple four games. So it's like, yeah, I know that's in the realm of possibilities, but the upside is really high with him at 5'5", five, five, and I like the matchup. So quickly is the guy I'm looking to. And then finally, Naren Zawal. Uh, he actually played 28 minutes that last game, had five blocks. We're probably not going to get that again, but like minutes are trending up for Naren Zawal. I think normally we probably get around 20 minutes, but if we get over that, I think he's someone you could look to as a value play below 4K. And on the Chicago side, there's really one guy again, and it's Thad Young, right? He was the guy I liked last slate, man. He's the guy I like again. With no uh, Wendell Carter Jr., Thad Young is going to come off the bench and play about 30 minutes. He can stuff the stat sheet. He's almost gone for a triple-double in every single game. And I just loved, I love targeting guys like this that fill up the stat sheet, don't have to score to get you there, can do it in other ways. And when they are having a decent shooting game, can go for a big fantasy point game. So Thad Young is a guy I like uh, at his price point. Gafford actually plays, played a little bit more. Last game, he played 22 minutes. Now, again, the minutes have been up and down him, so it's, like, hard to trust that, and that's probably it. Like, Levine's been their best player, and it's not been close, but, like, New York plays slower, so, like, I don't really want to pay up for someone in this game. Like, if I'm using someone, it's someone in the mid-range and being Thad Young. Kobe White is at 6-1. How many minutes? Is he? Well, he has played 34 and 37 minutes. I guess you can consider him. It's just there's there's been a few games where he's struggled, and they kind of, you know, pulled him early. That's that's the one issue. Clippers and the Cavs. So this game obviously has some blowout risk. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, I think are viable spend-ups. Again, I am a little bit concerned this game is not so competitive. Reggie Jackson's been starting. We've been playing mid-20s. I think he's a decent play. That's probably it. And there's not a ton really that stands out for me on the Clippers side. On the, on the Cavs side, it depends on injury news. So we're waiting on Andre Drummond's status. He is currently questionable. If Andre Drummond plays, I like him for GPPs. If Andre Drummond misses, Jared Allen becomes a really solid play at 6'5". Now, Allen went for, what, 23, 18, and 5 blocks? We're not going to get that type of performance again, but, like, he should play over 30 minutes if Drummond is out or around that. And, like, 6'5 would be a little bit underpriced. I would like Jared Allen a good amount if Drummond is out. Sexton and Garland, you can go there. They've been kind of inconsistent up and down. We've seen some opposite games from Sexton, but, like, on this slate, I don't know if I want to take a risk on it. Now, 
There's no Larry Nance, so a guy I used lastly was Torian Prince, and it actually ended up working out for me. Now, he didn't shoot the ball great, 2 of 10, and still put up 30 fancy points. He's a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. If he starts again, I think we'd probably get 25 to 30 minutes, and he would be an okay play at that price point. And then JaVel McGee, if Drummond is out, he only played 13 minutes. I think it was just because Jared Allen was playing phenomenal. I think normally if Drummond is out, we'd probably get around 17 minutes from McGee. Which, yeah, it makes him a viable punt plague. And we've seen some pretty big games from McGee in, like, limited time. Like, 15 minutes, 26 fancy points, right? So, like, he's a decent point for a guy. You could use him for value. Washington and Miami. So, it is a back-to-back. I'm guessing Westbrook is out for this game. I'm not, like, 100%, but I'm guessing they rest him, which makes Brad Beal a good tournament play. Now, if Westbrook is out, obviously that increases the chance of a blowout. This is not really the best matchup. So, I don't know if I can trust Beal in cash games, but... If you're someone using like a Miami player on the opposite side, like you're going to Jimmy or you're going to Bam in a bio, well, the only way they get there is if the game stays close. I think the only way the game stays close is if Brad Beal has a massive game. So if you're using Jimmy or Bam, I would run it back with Beal. Beal, again, good tournament play. As far as who would start for Westbrook, I'm not sure because they kind of like bringing Ish Smith off the bench and there's no Rel Neto. So like, like, do they start Cassius Winston? I don't really know who else they could start at point guard. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. If Ishmith starts, obviously, like I think he'd be a pretty solid play at 4-8. So, like, we'll have to keep an eye on that um, and, and who ends up starting a point guard if Russell Westbrook is, in fact, uh, rolled out. On the Miami side, honestly, I know it's a good matchup, but, like, they're, they're getting pretty healthy. Um, Hero and Drogic are both probable. Expect them to go. Jimmy and Bam are a little bit priced up, but it is a good matchup. So, like I said, if you're playing Jimmy Butler on the slate, I think I'd run it back with Brad Beal or the same thing with Bam at Abayo. Um, I will mention Andre Iguodala for value. He has been playing more Mets recently. Uh, last two games, 26 and 27 minutes. So, like, if we're going to get mid-20s minutes from Iguodala below 4K, I think he's a decent value play. All right, last four games here, Houston and OKC. This game intrigues me. So, John Wall out, SGA out on the other side. Um, Christian Wood at 8-6. I think he's a decent tournament play, but it's like we're only going to get about like 30 to 32 minutes from him unless like Boogie gets ejected or something. So it's like the minutes are kind of capped for him at the moment, which makes him, uh, I think, more of a tournament play. Now, Victor Oladipo with no John Wall intrigues me if if they start him at point guard. We'll see. All right, only has played 25 minutes in back-to-back games. Both those games are blowouts, but like he wasn't on pace for huge minutes where he played 37 the previous game. So like, how many minutes are we getting out of Oladipo? But it is a it is a revenge game. If you're into that, it's a good matchup. So like, if they start Oladipo at the point, I think he makes for a decent spend up. And Eric Gordon with no John Wall out, um, I think if he starts, probably plays around 30 minutes and would be a decent play at that price. Again, kind of reliant on the scoring, so it does have a somewhat low floor if he's not hitting his shots. You know, the fringe-like guys like Jay Sean Tate, Daniel House are a little bit more viable. No John Wall. Tate has been playing about, you know, low 20s minutes. And then uh, Daniel House has played uh, 28 and 26 minutes last couple games. I think they're both, like, okay value plays. On the OKC side. So this is really interesting. I'm really curious to see what Oklahoma City does with a starting lineup with no SGA. And SGA being out of their lineup, he is such a high-usage guy. So... I do like this Oklahoma City team if they can keep it close. Al Horford is the first guy I'll mention at 6K. I don't know if he's going to be super popular, but we're finally seeing the upside I thought we would from Al Horford. 49, 37 in a blowout, 31 in a blowout, right? So it's like he's putting up some bigger scores. He's stuffing the stat sheet. It is a really good match against Wood and Boogie. I do like Horford here at 6K. If you think the Thunder keep this game competitive, I think you're going to want to look to a guy like Al Horford. Darius Baisley at 5'2". 
he'll have to do more offensively. I think, you know, he's been a little up and down, but I do like him for GPPs. Basically, every single of like, the main guys, I think, are in play with no SJ. So, Hamadou Diallo, I'm not sure what they do with this starting lineup. They might start him at the two. They start might start. might I think they're going to start Maladon at the one and Diallo at the two. That would be my guess. We'll see. If they don't start Diallo, for some reason, like, the coach just only wants to play him, like, 15 to 20-ish minutes. He, like, rarely ever sees more minutes. So, if he doesn't start, I don't know if I would get to him. Um, or he would be riskier. If he does start, I would like him a lot for value because he's a good point-per-minute guy. Lou Dort at 4-4. He was chalk. I warned you guys about Lou Dort chalk. I warned you. Don't say I didn't. Um, yeah, when I found out that last night that Lou Dort was going to be the most popular play in the slate, I was just like, what? Why? Why? And, well, he was the chalk. What happened? 12 fancy points. So, can you play Lou Dort here with no SGA? Yes. Um, I think he is a little bit of a riskier option because if he's not hitting his shots, we've seen a, a somewhat low floor from him. So I think he's a fine play. Maladon, uh, I'm guessing he will start at the point guard. Um, I'm guessing we get about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more from him. I think he's a good value play in a good matchup. And then, like, curious, like, who else? I don't know. For some reason, I have a gut feeling that they're going to still bring Diallo off the bench. But, like, I don't know who they're going to bring in the starting lineup then. That's going to be, like, it'll be Maladon. Basley, Horford, and Dort. And I'm like, who else are they going to start? Like, what other guard do they really have they can use? Like, Ty Jerome, I saw they sent to the G League. Like, do they move, like, Justin Jackson or Darius Miller into the starting lineup? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do here, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, but, yeah, really the guys I have interest in are Horford at the top. I think is a good GPP play. Diallo, especially if he starts. Dort, I think, is solid. And then Maladon. Um, and then maybe one of those, like, fringe guys if they move, like, if they move one of those guys into the starting lineup. All right, Minnesota and San Antonio. So still, uh, is Cat already ruled out? Ruled out for Wednesdays? Yes, he's already ruled out. Okay. Cat ruled out. Nas Reed is probable. He came off the bench, though. I'm off the bigs with Nas Reed back. I don't want to go to the bigs. Now, D'Lo below 7K in this matchup. Like, mm, I think it, I think he's viable. He shot the ball 18 and 19 times last couple games. We're not going to get huge mets because we have not been getting big mets from him, but I expect around 30 I think he's a fine tournament play. I do. I think there is some upside here with D'Lo. Same kind of same with Millie Beasley. Like right now, the minutes are just not really high in any of these guys, but like I'm expecting a round 30 for both of them. You could take a shot on Anthony Edwards for GPPs. He's also going to be getting about 30 minutes. Like All three of those like main Minnesota guys that are viable for tournaments. And the bigs with Nas Reed back, I'm off. Uh, Hernan Gomez might be back too. So it's like I'm not touching anyone else in this team besides those main three guys. And all right, back to the Spurs. You guys ready to get popped again? I know I am because... Man, no LaMarcus Aldridge in this matchup against Minnesota. I like a lot of the Spurs again, which is a really scary feeling. It worked out for me two slates ago, or was it three slates ago? Two slates ago was when I got popped. Last slate, I actually didn't get, I pivoted off to Rosen and that game blew out. Um, DeMar DeRozan at 6'9". So he was on pace for mid-30s minutes. If that game stayed competitive, which I think we're what we normally get for DeMar DeRozan. He can stuff the stat sheet. Like I said, I love the matchup. So, Really like DeMar DeRozan at uh, 6.9K. And I really like DeJounte Murray, too. He kind of had a off game, but was also probably on pace for around 30 minutes. So Murray, uh, DeMar DeRozan, I like them both at their respective prices. I think you, you can go to Keldon Johnson for GBPs. Guy who's been a little bit more up and down, but we, I mean, hey, the upside, we've seen it from him, right? And when he's getting it going, he's gone he's gone for 40 plus. So the top three guys for the Spurs, I think all look pretty solid. And 
With no Lamarcus Aldridge, I'm guessing Jakob Pertl starts. If Jakob Pertl does start, I think we probably get mid to high 20s minutes from him, um, which would make him a good value play. Now, my one concern is last time LMA was out, I want to say two or three weeks ago, Pertl would start and like he only played like 20-ish minutes. So like there is some concern. Maybe he, he gets capped like what he's been playing off the bench, but I'm guessing if he starts, those minutes would go up, but you never know with Popovich. Or he could do something weird. We've seen some crazy things. Like he might he might move Trey Lyles into the starting lineup. I would not be completely shocked about that. So, got to keep an eye on that. Again, if Pirtle starts, I would like him. With Derek White back, kind of just takes Mills and Lonnie Walker out of play for me. Derek White himself has been playing about 20 minutes. I don't love that. Rudy Gay, I could see them going a little bit more small with him. So, like, maybe you can take a shot at him at 4K. But, again, hard to really trust the minutes. And that's probably it for me on the Spurs side. Two games left. So Chris Paul had a massive game, even with Devin Booker back. But I'm going to pump the brakes a bit. Price is up. Um, New Orleans does play a little bit slower. I think he's fine. But, like, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm going to chase Chris Paul. Booker at 8K is fine. I think the guy that I do like the best is actually DeAndre Ayton, especially if Steven Adams is out. Like, Steven Adams is actually a decent defender. But if he's out, DeAndre Ayton will be matched up against Jackson Hayes and um, Guillermo Hernan Gomez. He should be able to have his way. So, um, would like DeAndre Ayton if Steven Adams is out. Wings, eh, don't know how to go there on the slate. On the Pelican side, Ingram, Zion, secondary plays for me. Bledsoe and Lonzo look a, a little bit better. I think I would give the edge to Lonzo. Probably plays mid-30s minutes in a close game. I think he's still viable there at 5'7". Steven Adams will have to come on to that news. If he's out, it would be Jackson Hayes and Willie Hernan Gomez. Now, Jackson Hayes started but got in severe foul trouble, picked up four fouls in 11 minutes. So it was actually Willie Hernan Gomez that played more. And he's a good point permanent guy. He played 29 minutes, went for 32 fancy points. So if Steven Adams is out, you could look to both those centers. Um, I think both would get decent minutes. You know, I think normally we probably get maybe more of an even split. So maybe around like... 20 minutes from Hayes and like 20 minutes from Hernan Gomez. Both those guys would be viable value plays. Guys like NAW and Josh Hart. NAW only played 18 minutes at last game, so hard to feel confident about that. Josh Hart played 32. The minutes have just been up and down on him. Like 25, 19, 32. Don't know what to make of it. I think he's definitely a good uh, a good tournament play because if he does get the higher end of the minutes, he could have a really nice game. And last game here, Boston and Sacramento. So you guys know I do like tarting the Sacramento uh, team. So Tatum and Brown think like decent options at the top. Um, probably would give edge to Tatum if I had to pick, but both look good in a good matchup. Kemba at 6'5". I'm curious to see if they rest him in a back-to-back. They've kind of been taking it easy on his minutes. So we'll see. If they rest him, and I believe Marcus Smart's out for a couple weeks. If they rest uh, Kemba and Smart is out, you could look to Jeff Teague for value if he starts a point guard. So that's only if like uh, Kemba Walker's out. As far as like the bigs with Tice, Thompson, and Robert Williams, curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. Tonight, they actually started Thompson and Tice together, which kind of boosts the minutes for Thompson. And then actually like boosts the minutes for Robert Williams too. So like these value centers with Thompson and Robert Williams, I actually think are viable value plays if they start two bigs again. You can even look to Tice to a 4-5. Like all the bigs look decent if they do start a two big lineup. And lastly, Darren Fox. So I was debating last slate with him or SGA, him or SGA. I went SGA and obviously that went wrong. Um, you know, Fox is always in play for tournaments because of the minutes. He's just going to play big minutes. He can stuff a stat sheet. I, I'm a huge Darren Fox fan, so I'm fine with him for GPPs. No thank you on Heald. No thank you on Holmes or Barnes. I'll pass him Bagley. Halliburton did play more minutes, or he did play 32 minutes, but that was because Bagley got ejected. He only played 10 in the first half, which was a little bit worrisome, so I'll probably pass on him on this slate. Whiteside at 3-6, only played 14 minutes, was in some foul trouble. I think normally you get about 15 to 20. He's definitely a viable GPP play. And yeah, that's really it for uh, the team-by-team breakdown, guys. I think that's going to do it for the video as well. 
So if you have been enjoying the content so far, I would really appreciate if you leave a like button on the video, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you don't want to live. Again, as always, I will be doing a live stream before lock on my YouTube channel to go over everything, answer all you guys' questions. So yeah, good luck, or have a good night, guys, and I will see you guys all tomorrow in the live stream.